This is chapter 3, verse 50. Hey everybody. Last week, I had the pleasure of introducing you to my daughter, Cassie. She is phenomenal, amazing, and she was here visiting me from Virginia so that we could do some wedding dress shopping. So cool. I'm going to give her a little bit of a shout out right now. She has her own Instagram. Uh, you guys, if you're into fitness or something like that, you guys need to find her. She's at Cassie Marie Fitness on Instagram. Oh my gosh. She gives these cool little tutorials on um, all the workouts that she does. And let me tell you, the girl is in the gym most every single day. She's amazing. She is one of the most disciplined people I know. And I don't know where she got that from because she certainly didn't get that from me. That must have be, I don't know. I don't even know if that's a, her dad trait. I think that's just a Cassie trait. <laughs> and I also was able to introduce you to my daughter-in-law, Marvelous. Oh my gosh, these two girls. I love them so much. Marvelous is so amazing. So Cassie, she's all into the fitness. Marvelous is all into the beauty. She is a dream when it comes to doing facials. She just got her esthetician license. I'm so proud of her. She has um, just this creative mind when it comes to makeup and all this stuff. So she has her own YouTube channel. It's called Marvelosity XO got to find her because she does all these makeup tutorials. She's a beauty lifestyle type channel on YouTube. Oh my gosh, you guys need to find these two girls and support them because they are amazing. They're probably my inspiration behind doing my podcast. They have put themselves out there in the world and I thought, man, I want to do that. <laughs> and that's why I'm doing this now. You know, Marvelous and I, we have something in common. We both like to talk, which is why she does the YouTube and I do the podcast. She likes her face being shown. I'm not really into that. that I like the voice, not the whole video. But Marvelous, she's amazing. Cassie, she's amazing. Oh my gosh. I love them so much. And I'm so blessed to have the both of them in my life because they have brought so much joy and beauty and peace and so much good to my world. It's crazy. Okay, so a quick little update. The last you heard, we were going to be doing wedding dress shopping for Cassie. She's getting married next May and she came down here to visit me and do her wedding dress shopping with me Marvelous is her matron of honor, and she was lucky enough to have one of her bridesmaids be down here as well in Florida. Her This one bridesmaid just moved to Florida. She was living in Kansas, but now she's moved here. She's I'm so excited to have her here. She is, oh, I, I love her so much. Known all of these girls since they were super little, so it's so much fun to watch all of them, like, interact with each other and everything. Oh my gosh, so much fun. Anyway, um, so we were able to do some wedding dress shopping last Saturday and you know, I have to, I have to hand it to Cassie. She went in with a completely open mind. 
you know, most people you talk to, the brides, they know what type of a dress they want. They know exactly like the style. They know the designer. They know what they want. Cassie, she didn't know what she wanted. And I love that because she went in with a completely open mind, which I think is the best way to go because then she was willing to try every style of dress and it was great. So we're sitting there. Uh, Marvelous is there. One of her bridesmaids was there. Two of her bridesmaids could not show up. They were still in Virginia Beach. Um, one, she's just had a baby, so we understood why she couldn't come. The other one, I'm not sure why she wasn't able to come, but I mean, that's not my business, so whatever. So Cassie had planned to do a Zoom meeting so that those two bridesmaids could offer their opinion, offer their advice, you know, and kind of be a part of the whole experience as they should be. I mean, they're part of her wedding party. She also invited her future mother-in-law and she invited her dad. Yeah. So I decided because the best way for me not to break down and cry is for me to be doing something different and having my focus not on the one thing that I should be focusing on, but like sort of focusing on something different. And I don't like to cry in public. I'm, yes, I'm a cancer. I'm a feeler. I'm a crier. But I like to cry in the privacy of my own home. I don't want to cry out in public. <laughs> Even though y'all heard me cry last week. <laughs> um, so I told Cassie I would do the whole Zoom meeting with my phone. And that way I could focus on that part. And I could let Marvelous and her bridesmaid, you know, focus on her. And it was perfectly fine with me. So we start the Zoom meeting and she did have one of her bridesmaids from Virginia. So cute. Um, join us. And her little baby girl. Oh my gosh, she's so stinking cute. Oh, I fell in love when I got to see this little baby girl on the Zoom meeting. Mm, she's adorable. Anyway, I digress. Back to wedding dress shopping. So we pick out a bunch of different styles, a bunch of different fabrics, just everything. And we were able to watch Cassie try them all on. First of all, my daughter looks good in everything that she puts on. It's disgusting, but it's true. Um, it was I, I, when she first put that first dress on and when she came out, I was like, you know what? We are not going to be able to find a dress because she's going to look good in everything she puts on. Well, she did look good in every single dress she tried on. Oh my gosh, there was a satin dress. She looked so regal. She was giving me Grace Kelly feels the entire time she had that dress on. She looked so like regal, sophisticated. It was crazy. She didn't pick that dress because that wasn't her dress, but it could have been her dress. No, there was one after that that she ended up picking and oh my gosh, we all ended up in tears. Everybody on the Zoom meeting ended up in tears. Yeah, I ended up in a couple of tears because, you know, my focus was on the Zoom meeting, so I didn't 
focus on the tears. I still cried a little bit. Oh, she looked so stunning. And yes, she said yes to the dress. So, you know, I got to have her for the weekend. We did, we did all kinds of fun bridal things that weekend. Um, the next day we went to Disney Springs and she bought a crown for her dress and it looks so beautiful. I'm so excited. It was just such a fun, magical weekend having her here. And it was so hard to say goodbye to her. Oh my gosh. I had to drive her to the airport and the Tampa airport doesn't let you go into the, the airport with your person. So I literally had to kick her out of the car and keep driving because it's crazy at the Tampa airport. Holy cow. But anyway, um, got out, gave her the longest, hardest hug I could. And the only thing that let me let her go was the fact that she has to come back in a few weeks to try her dress on. Yes, because <laughs> her dress had to get ordered in her size and she has to come back for a fitting. What a bummer. I'm so sad. <laughs> Not really. So happy. So anyway, we had so much fun. We had so much fun. She surprised me for my birthday. Uh, last Monday, we went four-wheeling. Yes, I've never been four-wheeling before in my life, except for in Ohio. Um, when we were visiting family, uh, one of my cousins, they own the property that my grandmother, my aunt, grew up in or the property they grew up on. So it was an old farmhouse. Oh my gosh. There's like these big, huge hills and everything all over and they have four wheelers to go around the property. So I went on that, but I mean, that really didn't count. This was like woodsy trails that with mud and dirt flying up everywhere. Oh, good grief. I got lost. So Cassie and Christopher, they went with me and we stuck together for a little while. <laughs> Although they're the little daredevils and they would speed up ahead and I'd be going, you know, just going my own little slow self, just enjoying the magical moment all by my little lonesome out in these woods. And then I'd catch up. Cassie would stop and she would wait for me and then then she'd speed off again and then she'd stop and wait for me and then speed up again. And so this was kind of like what we did, but then we were headed back and they turned a corner and I never saw them again until I reached the car. I had to use my GPS. I'm so glad iPhone has that thing on the maps, the Apple maps where it knows where your car is parked because I would probably never have been able to find my way back without that. So thank you, Apple, for saving my life in these woods. But I mean, it was fun. I had a great time. I was living my best life out there on this four-wheeler. I saw white-tailed deer. I saw this big, huge owl. It was in the, in the, on the trail, and it heard me coming, and it flew up into a tree and I literally stopped my four-wheeler. I had to snap a couple pictures. Um, oh my gosh. It, and it stared at me like, how dare you? How dare you come into my place 
of dwelling and disrupt my life. Yeah, it was giving me hard stares. But it was cool. The deer were doing the same thing. Couldn't snap a picture of them because every time I'd put my camera up to snap a picture, it would run off. But that's okay. I saw them. I know they were there. It was beautiful. (laughs) Oh my gosh. But that was such a great birthday present. I I had so much fun. Oh my gosh. We had so many laughs afterwards. I finally did find them. Christopher was so concerned about me. He's like calling me on the phone. Mom, are you okay? Yeah, I'm fine. I'm headed back (laughs) using my GPS. (laughs) Oh, it was so much fun. And then Tuesday, Cassie had to leave. Oh my gosh, I was so sad. And we were having Hurricane Elsa fly through as well. So in the midst of her leaving, she was trying to decide whether she was going to stay a couple extra days because we didn't know exactly the timing of Elsa. And I didn't want her to get stuck at the airport. But Tuesday morning, she woke up and she's like, you know what? I think I'm okay to leave. And I said... If that's what you need to do, then that's what we're going to do. So we did. And she got home safely. Thank you, Jesus. And then I think they got more rain in Virginia than we did from Elsa. Yeah, we were under a hurricane warning. We were under a tornado watch, I think. Not a tornado warning. Storm surge warning. All kinds of warnings. I mean, there were warnings flashing all over my phone from everybody. I've never seen so much hurricane preparedness ever in my life. But it's the first hurricane we've had to experience since coming to Florida. I mean, it's not my first hurricane. I mean, I grew up in Florida, so I know about hurricanes. Man, I'm ready for the hurricane party. Yes, love a good storm. Love a good storm. In fact, there's supposed to be one blowing in tonight, apparently. I've already gotten warnings about some nasty storm that's supposed to be flying in tonight but anyway I digress so yeah she left last Tuesday and I found myself in a bit of a funk I've had people in my home for the last two weeks and it's been go 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 bush gardens uh disney springs wedding dress shopping people here. I mean, it's been like so much happening. And then my house was quiet and there was nobody here but me. And I laid on my couch for two days. One, because I was like super tired because we did so much. I know Marvelous complained about the same thing. Not complained. I shouldn't say complained, but she said the same thing after everything that we did this past weekend with Cassie being here she was exhausted and she ended up sleeping a lot as well but I think mine was not just a physical exhaustion but sort of a mental funk it was so nice having you know my family here and and being able to do all these things and then you know you find yourself alone again and it was slightly sad a lot sad but you know I got over it and now I'm you know living life again I just had to get through a couple of days of the yuck I don't think having my birthday helped either but I mean it was okay it's all good anyway I 
I think I've got you guys all caught up on the what's happening in the whole wedding situation. So, yeah. So today I want to talk to you about um, when I don't understand the why. So sometimes we have situations that come into our life and we don't understand why we are the ones that have to deal with it. It could be somebody at work who just plucks your ever living nerves and you're like, what in the world? You know, I do my job. It could be a boss who that probably even more accurate, a boss who just seems to ride you all the time about your work ethic or your work or what you're not giving them. And you're like, I'm doing the best that I could be doing. I'm doing everything I know to do. I do a good job. My work is always done. I, I have it. I know what I'm doing. Why do I have to put up with somebody like this? Or it could be, you know, something from your past where you, you guys are aware that I grew up not knowing my birth mother and, you know, she signed away all of her maternal rights to me. Why did I have to have a mother who didn't love me or care enough about me to want to be a part of her life? Like, what was wrong with me that she didn't want to be a part of my life? I'm a mom. I couldn't even imagine not being a part of my kids' lives. Like, they're my number one. And they have always been my number one. And I th think I probably am like that more so because I did have a mom who didn't care enough to stay in touch with me or want to know about my life and everything. A mom who walked out on me. So yeah, I probably take this a little bit more seriously. But why did I have to, why did I have to go through that? Or why did I have to go through having a dad who treated me the way that he did? You know, um, what did I do wrong? What what, why did I have to go through that? Why did I have to experience that in life? We can ask that about so many different things. And I think there was a time where I did, you know, I wanted to know, you know, I see these people, these kids who have loving parents who, you know, support everything they want to do. Oh my gosh. That just takes me right back to being a kid. I remember after my dad got remarried to my mom who I absolutely love and adore. Um, we started gym, my sister and I started gymnastics lessons. Oh, I loved gymnastics. I loved doing gymnastics. I loved everything about it. And I had found something I thought I could become passionate about. My sister, on the other hand, absolutely hated it. She was terrified and did not want to be a part of it anymore. Well, as a result, I had to quit too because my sister didn't like it. My parents, you know, back in those days, you found something that everybody wanted to do. It wasn't the 
drive here, drive there, drive here, drive there, have 50 million different things going on at the same time for all 50 million children that you have, right? So, I mean, the logic was simple. You know, if one does it, then you both do it. You know, we're not going to drive both of you to separate different things. I felt that that was unfair because I had found something that I truly loved doing, but I had to miss out on it because my sister said no to it. I don't understand why. I don't know why I had to, it had to be like that. I could have really done very well with gymnastics. In fact, I remember when I was 19, I went back to, I mean, it stuck with me for that long. When I became an adult and I was living on my own, I was 19 and I saw this gym and they were advertising, like signing up for classes and that kind of thing. And I literally went in and I said, how do I sign up? And they said, you're too old. (laughs) I was like, oh man, I missed it. But my daughter did gymnastics and oh my gosh, she absolutely loved it. I didn't put her in gymnastics because it was something I wanted to do. Uh, She actually was in dance and a friend of hers for her fifth birthday gave her a free coupon to try out a class at a local gym. So I took her and she took one look at me and she goes, mom, I don't want to dance anymore. I want to do this. And I said, well, you have to honor your commitment to your dance studio first when your commitment is finished with that, we can look into gymnastics, but you cannot quit dance in the middle of a season. No, we're going to honor our commitments. And let me tell you, when she finished dance, she went to gymnastics. She did not change her mind. That is all she wanted. And I signed her up for a class. And that first week, one of the coaches came out and told me, I want your daughter to be on team but we would like to keep her in this class for a few weeks and just kind of watch her and, you know, just make sure that this is, you know, what we really truly want. But I can already tell that I think that she should be in this class. And I looked at him and I said, no, 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 you mistake. My daughter's this one right here. Like she can't do a cartwheel. (laughs) He looked at me, he goes, I know, but she has what we need. She's willing to learn and she's willing to do what we tell her to do. And we want her on team. After four weeks of being in this class, they moved her up to pre-team and we started going to the gym like 12 hours a week. She competed for a couple of years and she absolutely loved it. It has remained a constant in her life. But after a couple of years of competing, she ended up, it wasn't fun anymore. So we ended up stopping the competitive world of gymnastics. Um, one thing for me is I, if it's not fun, we shouldn't do it anymore. So she's always stayed with gymnastics as far as like, just for the fun of it, doing her beam routines at home and doing some floor routines at home and doing her jumping and all of that. She competed in high school, which was fun again, but yeah, she, I live vicariously through her because I didn't get to do it as a child. Anyway, sometimes we have situations in our life where we just don't understand why we are put in these positions. Um, 
And I kind of want to talk about how we handle that and, you know, when we don't understand the why, what happens when we don't understand the why. Let's say, I, so I talked to Cassie this morning and she gave me permission to use her fiance's story. So July 3rd of 2017, it was less than a month after graduation for the both of them. And they had been dating for a while, I think over a year by this time. They, uh, he had gotten a construction job. And I remember being at home. Uh, This was before I moved here to Florida. So, you know, we were in the same home living in Virginia. Well, her dad had taken her to do some shopping. And she calls me. I was at home. She calls me and she goes, Mom. Bradley has been taken to the hospital. And I said, okay. I said, is he okay? And she goes, I don't know. I just know that he's been taken to the hospital. Okay, well, what are you doing? And she goes, I don't know yet. I think dad's going to drive me to the hospital. And I said, all right, do you want me to meet you there? And she's like, I don't know. I'm like, okay, no problem. Well, I decide the boy's probably broken his leg He's probably okay, but I'm going to get dressed because, you know, just in case. So I got up, got ready to leave, and I was, I headed out the door, and I was on my way to the hospital. I had just left the house, and Cassie calls me back, and she goes, Mom, and I said, yes, and she says, all I know is that they told his mom that he is breathing on his own. And that's a good sign. I was like, I'm sorry, what? What? It's, he's, what? I was like, what in the world happened? And she goes, I don't know. This is all I know. And I said, okay, well, I'm on my way to the hospital. Well, instantly, I got all my prayer warriors out there and I put them on blast and I said, I need y'all praying. I need everybody across this world right now praying for this boy. And I got to the hospital, found out that he was at work and had an accident. He fell off of a ladder, 14 feet, hit his head on a rock, uh, bent some rebar as he was falling, which if you know rebar, that's pretty strong stuff. He had a collapsed lung, um, some broken ribs, obviously he had a fractured skull so they said at that point he had about a 50 50 percent chance of making it uh, I, I didn't understand that he is this young healthy boy who loves life was excited to be out of high school and working a job I mean it was it was scary. I didn't understand what what was going on. Well, I will say he recovered. He um it it was less than 2 weeks and he was back home. I'm not going to go into all of his recovery and everything. But I wanted to tell this story just to kind of give you a little background on him. 
because he's probably, I've never, I personally have never had something traumatic like this happen in my life where I have to question really why did this happen to me? But I know that so many people struggle with this and, and I, I kind of wanted to hit on it because there's so many ways that we question that. Why, why do I have to be in this abusive relationship? Why am I in this abusive relationship? That's when I can kind of talk to, uh, why do I have to have cancer? Why am I the one that got in this car accident? Why, why? I don't understand why me. Well, Bradley could have very easily asked those questions too. And for all I know, maybe he did. I don't know. You know, all I know is that I've watched Bradley over the last several years and I am amazed. I'm amazed at him. He gives me so much hope for what he's been through. I've heard it said that when people have life-altering experiences like this, you are one or the other. You learn to love life or you learn to hate everything about life. And Bradley has learned how to embrace life and to love life. He has learned how to really accept what happened to him. He doesn't, to my knowledge, he doesn't get angry about it. He doesn't um, question it really. In fact, Cassie told me this morning that he actually loves the fact that he can talk about it to other people and maybe encourage other people in their own journeys This is his way of connecting with others and letting people know that, hey, you can go through something like this, but it doesn't have to stop you from living. Like I know people who have had breast cancer and they become angry in the world. Why did this have to happen to me? Why am I the one that's going through this? Well, that's a really good question. Why? Why are you the one that's going through this? I don't have the answers to that. I don't understand why I had a mother walk out on me. I don't know. But what I can do with this is know that that was that person's choice, not my choice. Now, it's not your choice to have cancer. It's not Bradley's choice to have fallen 14 feet and almost die, that's not his choice, but it's his choice how he responds to it. And that's the thing that I really want to come across today is your choice is in your response to what happens to you. I hope that you can learn to find some joy in even the smallest of things. It's hard when we have to go through the fire. I've heard my preachers tell me this before. It is, you know, we go through fire, we, and it hurts, it burns, 
it makes us angry it it's debilitating um i mean there's a lot of words that i could use to describe what we feel physically and emotionally when we go through fire and that could be cancer a car accident um a construction accident physical mental emotional abuse that is the fire what is in our control is how we handle us in the fire what is our response to the fire is it negative or is it positive and what i'd like to challenge you to do today is to look at the fire that maybe you're going through and say how can i look at this positively what can i focus on that is positive because the more you focus on the positive the less you focus on the fire it is through the fire that we are refined i mean look at coal you have this black rock that's nasty and dirty and gross and when it is put through fire and pressure we get a beautiful diamond sometimes those diamonds are flawed absolutely but we're all flawed we all have cracks in us and we have you know spots in us and stuff we're not perfect it's okay to be angry about the fire about whatever the situation that you're in it's okay to be angry it's okay to question it but don't live there don't dwell on it question it but in that questioning i would like you to figure out the answers to your questions and you know one of my friends once told me that sometimes the why isn't even about us but it's about somebody else yeah we may have to suffer a little bit but it could be the, for the benefit of someone else so you could be someone else's like angel we don't know what other people are going through we don't know the situations that they find themselves in but sometimes the circumstances that we find ourselves in are the answers to what somebody else needs so question it accept it though and then store it away focus on the positive and see how you can bring that back to help someone in the future because you just never know who you're going to be helping so bradley if you're listening please know that i am so incredibly proud of you for choosing to look at things positively and allowing yourself to grow and learn i mean you blow me away i'm so proud of you i am so proud of the man that you are becoming as a result of what you have been through i'm so proud of you for not allowing your accident to turn you into someone who's hard and angry but you have embraced it and allowed it to make you a better man and bradley i can't wait to welcome you into our family officially next year i love you bradley for everyone else i hope you've been able to take something away from this i hope it encourages you in some way shape or form 
Um, but until next time, this is Marie 3.0.